welcome to Walk Around the Block, where today we have a lot to say. Hello, hello, hello. Well, you know, we're two-thirds of the way through November and all that entails. It turns out that entails a lot. (laughs) Happy almost Thanksgiving. It's been like a month since I lost my debit card, so of course that's missing again. We ran out for literally like 15 minutes last night, and I have no idea where it went. I blamed my husband. I was driving, and I was like, it's it's the passenger's job to keep track of the loose items. He did not agree. (laughs) So, So I guess that's the weekend project. So last week, I talked about things I had read about recently. Daylight saving time, a town for sale, a lost hiker that ignored rescuers' calls because they were coming from an unknown number. There was another article I saw that I wanted to mention. It was from USA Today, I guess, last week, and it was about the most popular slang terms used by Americans. I'll tell you what really drew me in. In the lead, it says 8 out of 10 Americans use slang. I mean, yeah, probably, right? Then it says half, half admit to not even knowing what the words they use mean. (laughs) Okay, let's just pause right there. I realize I am kind of a word or language person. It's my preferred medium, you might say, but I cannot understand that. There is this thing called Google that makes finding out the meaning of a word about as easy as like taking a breath of air. We're talking less than 10 seconds. I would be way more concerned about using a word wrong than taking six seconds of my precious life to Google it. (laughs) That's just me. But all right, it worked. It got me to keep reading. So they got these numbers from a survey by an online language learning company called Preply. I'm guessing that's it. They surveyed almost 2,000 adults and came up with a list of the top 10 most used slang words or terms, which, you know, of course, I had to go through if for no other reason to make sure I knew what they all meant. So in reverse order, I present to you the most popular slang in America. Number 10, thirsty, as in needing attention or approval. We do use that one around my house sometimes. Uh, Number nine, savage. Their definition was not caring about consequences. I feel like I usually think of it as like bold, like I can't believe she said or did that, but kind of like in a funny way, hopefully funny. I guess it's sort of the same thing. Number eight, catfish. Obviously, we know what that is. Number seven, low key. Like, like as in, I have been low key annoyed all week. <laughs> Just kidding, only part of the week. <laughs> Number six, extra. I use this one all the time. They describe it as over the top, which I guess is a good way to describe it. Too much, too much. Number five, goat, as in the greatest of all time. Number four is woke. Number three, on point. I feel like that one is a little more subtle, but I guess it's used a lot. Number two, salty. I think that one has made a comeback lately. I feel like I heard it a lot, then not as much, and now I'm hearing it more. Anything like that that makes a comeback is probably because of TikTok. And the number one most popular slang term in America, ghosted. 
ghosted, interestingly, I would not have guessed this, was the most common slang term used by Gen Xers. I would have thought maybe a little younger. Woke was the most common term for boomers, salty for millennials, and low-key for Gen Zers. So on a semi-related-ish note, my husband, forever ago, sent me an article from The Atlantic. It's been one of the open tabs on my phone for quite some time. The, the headline is, Why We Speak More Weirdly at Home. The subhead says, when people share a space, their collective experience can sprout its own vocabulary known as a familect. The article basically talks about how every family, every group of people that spends a lot of time together develops sort of its own language. It's really interesting and also makes me laugh a lot because we talk about this all the time. We for sure have a family act. <laughs> for one thing, my husband makes up a lot of words. Maybe not makes up, maybe like puts his own spin on them. For another, we have a lot of things like like live on forever because for many years, our work circles overlapped and we knew and spent a lot of time with many, many of the same people. Every few months, we'll be talking and we'll use some random phrase that would sound ludicrous to someone else. And he'll be like, do you think other people quote us the way we quote them? And I'm like, no way. There are so many things. Like, for example, this is going to sound so dumb. <laughs> this guy we worked with, he would say hoi polloi all the time. <laughs> so, so like hoi polloi is an actual word or phrase that means like the common people. He did not use it that way, however. He would use it to kind of be like, oh, brother. <laughs> like, like the computer would freeze. Hoi polloi. Some big news would drop. Hoi polloi. <laughs> We, we still say it all the time. I'll spill something in the kitchen and make a huge mess. And I'm like, hoi polloi. I feel like the vowels really work for you on something like that. <laughs> a ubiquitous example that lives on was to juice, which meant to call out sick. Calling out was always a big deal because it meant someone else would have to pick up the slack. Also, when you work in a 24-7 environment like we did, juicing is a frequent topic if, say, someone requests a vacation day and gets denied and all of a sudden comes down with, quote, food poisoning the day they had requested off. There was probably a conversation about juicing, I mean, at least every week, <laughs> probably more. It sort of has a broader definition now. If someone cancels for something or doesn't show up to something, we're like, oh, you know, so-and-so juiced. Or if, like, my husband doesn't want to do something, I'm like, are you going to juice? You know, just juice. <laughs> One of my favorite people ever, I mean, there is there is just no way to describe him. He's the best. His catchphrase, which really caught on with me, <laughs> was, how can you sit there so calmly? Some examples of how this phrase is used are as follows. How can you sit there so calmly when it's about to start getting dark at 4.30 in the afternoon? How can you sit there so calmly when there's only one Oreo left in the container? How can you sit there so calmly when Taylor Swift still doesn't have her scarf? <laughs> it's kind of a way to start a conversation. Typically, the response, at least when I'm responding, is something like, I'm not calm at all. Why didn't Jake just give it back? And then it's like, off to the races. The rant ensues. How can you sit there so calmly? <laughs> it really sets a tone. It's a great phrase. Okay, so back to the story. Probably my favorite part of this story is the line. There's a quote. This is a quote from someone they interviewed who said, families have their own famous people. 
I mean, that is never truer than in my house. (laughs) People are like immortalized in my house. I would say it is pretty much always with affection. I said to my husband, who are some of the famous people in our house? Like not famous, but famous. He was like, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) There are so many. I have said before, we have names for a lot of people in our neighborhood who we see around but haven't officially met or know that well. I talked about Al a couple months ago. I will link to that. There's this other guy, Smokey, who has a big smoker in his yard that he uses a lot in the summer. And there's this guy at our Target that is always there. I mean, always, always, always. He's kind of younger, I guess, like youngish. I have talked to him a couple times, but I don't know his actual name. A lot of times I do self-checkout, so I'll just like see him. He'll call over to me while I'm grabbing the holiday mint M&Ms and tell me they're great, which is true. They are great. That happened a couple weeks ago. My husband calls him no days off. <laughs> we went to Target like two days in a row, three days in a row maybe even four, (laughs) a few weeks ago, because we were trying to pull our house together for guests. And, you know, I guess we kept thinking of things. Anyway, every single day we went, he was there. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is always here. My husband was like, yeah, he is. He's no days off. (laughs) It's almost like comforting. I feel like if I went there and he wasn't there, I would be like maybe concerned or something. Although, of course, I, I do hope he has some days off. One example that kind of brings them together. Once we were at a concert about an hour from our house and there was a Krispy Kreme there, which was kind of a novelty because there weren't any Krispy Kremes by our house. So when we would go to a concert there, which wasn't like all the time or anything, but a few times when we would go to a concert, we would go to Krispy Kreme after, which a lot of other people would do too. So this one time we went there was a long line and we were standing behind this lady who was having a very animated conversation with... I think someone she was there with, like someone she was driving home with, something like that. And over and over, the person would say something and she would be like, in a very animated voice, I know nothing. (laughs) The person on the line would be like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, I know nothing. Pause. She'd listen for a few seconds. And then I don't know. I'm telling you, I know nothing. (laughs) The whole time we were in this long line, no matter what the person said, her response was, I know nothing. (laughs) We were dying. My husband was like, do you know? And I would be like, I know nothing. (laughs) We started using it all the time. He would text me like, you know, what's the deal with, you know, whatever it was. And I would be like, I know nothing. I mean, that is sort of the beauty of humanity, right? Like this woman who was just exasperated in line at a Krispy Kreme is this lasting part of our life, and she doesn't even know it. You just never know people, except for me. I know nothing. (laughs) All right, that's it for today's Walk Around the Block. Follow the podcast on Instagram at WalkTheBlockPod. Subscribe or follow on Stitcher or Apple or Google Podcasts and leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you to all who have left reviews already, and I will see you next week.